Welcome to the second season of Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama addict wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. Today we'll be talking about the drama that came out of nowhere and brought some of us all the feels. Feel good to die. I'm Carrie the Mokne. I'm K Muse. I'm K Drama Jen. I'm CL Kita. And I'm Drama Geek. So a couple, I guess it was maybe a month ago, I started watching Feel Good to Die. Maybe it was six weeks ago. It's been a little while. And I was really, really hooked on it right away. And I kept telling all of the rest of the fangirls, I'm like, you guys got to watch this. You guys got to watch this. And they ignored me until finally they didn't. And then they all got hooked and they all binge watched it. Like maybe even just like a week or two before it ended. It was a pretty fast watch for all of you guys and so mm-hmm. anyway i feel justified and here we are <laughs> recording a podcast all about feels good to die and we're going to discuss what we liked about it didn't like about it all of the aspects of this drama and we're going to start with what did we think going into episode one um I'll start since I think I was the first one to watch it. I went in it because I, we were doing a first impressions post, and so I kind of had to. <laughs> 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 and to be perfectly honest, I wasn't overly excited with the first episode. Um, I was just expecting this whole drama to be pretty much a retelling of Groundhog's Day. I really didn't like the leading man. He's a total jerk, and I was totally okay with him dying and staying dead. And if it wasn't for having to continue on um, for the post I was doing on my first impressions, usually give it three or four episodes, I would have ditched this so fast. So I was happy I was forced to continue on with it because it got much better pretty quickly about episode three or four. So... That was my first impression. So because like, so my first, first impression was like, ugh, another one where she's the secretary of a jerk boss. Nope. Pass. Well, I'm not. Because she did jugglers and she this did. seemed very similar it, in character. Mm-hmm. It did. So I was not, that's why when, even though Amber was like, oh, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, no, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do that type of male lead and romantic interest. Like, I'm just like, no. And then, no, no offense to you, Amber, but Twitter gets me every time. I started seeing all of the memes and stuff where he dies and people talking about it. I was like, it was pretty funny. I could maybe watch and see him die a couple of times. All right. And I was just needing something to binge. I can't even remember what it was. And so I started and I watched almost all of the episodes in two days, like one or two days. All of a sudden, she's like, I watched them all. <laughs> I got up. I'm like, okay. So it's definitely one of those ones where I feel like if I hadn't gotten the momentum going or whatever, that maybe I would have possibly stopped, especially after he stopped dying. But like, um, but because I had just like started watching, I just like the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. So that was like once 
I saw him die a couple times. I was like, okay, I can enjoy this. I'm getting a lot of pleasure out of watching the jerk boss die. So this is what and I it need was right very now. Satisfying. <laughs> it, was. it was satisfying watching him die because I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> They're going to bring romance or so- anything, kind of any kind of relationship <laughs> into this situation. Yeah. No and again, it, that's when I thought it was Groundhog Day. And I'm like, we're going to be reliving this day forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just like that opening scene with her having them all caged up and she's dressed in the tight leather and dragging the pipe. And I'm just like, okay, this is going to be a stupid sitcom. And I, that's why I dropped it initially. I was just like, no, that's a total turnoff. But since Cam uses the master peer pressure, <laughs> I went ahead and dove into it. And I was just like, Jenny, drama geek. I binged all the episodes available in like three days. Yeah. I did almost the same thing. I My semester ended and all anybody was talking about was the show. So I came to the party late and everyone was like, oh, it's so good. You have to watch. You have to watch. You have to watch. And I loved watching him die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it fed a part, a horrible, horrible part of me that I didn't even know existed. But it was like every bad boss I ever had. I was like, yes. <laughs> so um, I, that's that's really all I have to add to it. Um, I don't think I was as in love with the characters as the rest of the fangirls. Hmm. Um, I got a little bit bored when he stopped dying. Um, but I still enjoyed the show. And I was definitely the last one on board. This is K-Drama Jen. Um, I started watching, I think it was last week, um, and I had very high expectations because everybody was gushing about it. Um, so I started watching it, and I did enjoy it. I watched it with my husband, um, and so we were enjoying it uh, together. And then we decided we were going to do this podcast so I had to binge watch the rest of it. Um, and I, right there in the middle, started to hate watch it because it just sort of lost some momentum for me. And then I'm glad that I pushed through because I did end up liking it. But there were there were a number of exchange texts where I was like, seriously? Seriously, I cannot believe I have to watch this. <laughs> anyway. I think, I think Jen weren't, you and I really the only ones that weren't quite as as on board. Yes. Okay. Yes, I so, believe so. So I do have to say, this is drama geek, I do have to say that in the middle, I was a, I was a bit bored. As soon as he stopped dying, I was bored. But because yes. I was pushing through, and I didn't really have a whole lot of other stuff that I was watching, and I don't even know if it was like a day that I was off and I was home and I just kept watching. So it was just kind of there. So I can, I, I honestly do feel like if I was watching it, on a week-to-week basis, that it could have been a drama that I dropped just because of the mm-hmm. way that I feel yeah. about things and drop some drop things sometimes, but because I was pushing through. So I can see why someone would be bored with the middle because anytime they slowed down to, like, do any kind of, like, a relationship check with them, I was like, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> can we kill him again? Can we kill him again? <laughs> so. All right, so... How do we feel about various characters? And maybe we should talk about the characters and their story arc, because how I felt about the character, the boss character at the beginning, mm. 
is completely different how I feel about them at the end. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I think they're, like, as I said, like, in the first impression post, there's so much character growth in this for almost all the characters. Mm-hmm. They do learn a lot, even the side characters, and you have a lot of personalities that seem one-dimensional at the beginning, and then the writer manages to expand into this really rich narrative for all the various characters. So what do we feel about them? Maybe beginning, ending. Did our feelings change? You're first. I'm first again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm looking at the form. Oh, goodness. It's okay. I can talk some more. (laughs) So again, as I said, the boss is definitely the biggest Mm -hmm. difference. At the beginning, I was like, I hate this guy. He's a jerk. He deserves to die. I don't want him to have any redeeming qualities until they redeemed him. And then I'm like, aw, this is kind of sweet. He's just really, really socially inept to the, Mm -hmm. like, so much so. He really didn't realized that he was a jerk he didn't realize that he had bad social skills you know and so i really enjoyed his story arc and for those of you that haven't watched i'm going to do a spoiler here he starts remembering his deaths and the time loops and everything as well so he does get a lot of growth on what's going on um Mm -hmm. and then with the leading lady i do really enjoy her i enjoy how she learn to interact with others and to have a voice and be heard in her working situation. And I really liked how she became more confident and a better co-worker as she went through all these different experiences and all the other characters. I enjoyed them. So. So for me, I think that obviously the person that went through the most, like, I hated him to I liked him was definitely the boss, um, team manager back, you know, like I, and it took a really long time for me to feel like they started his redemption arc and and he was more likable. Like even through the remembering all the deaths and everything, he doesn't, he doesn't really get it. He does not get it. And he just keeps being the way that he is. And so it takes Mm -hmm. that traumatic, uh, significant event for then to start seeing. So, I mean, it was three fourths of the way through the drama before I was like, okay, I could see, the redemption in him. And it was very significant. Like it, and it, and it didn't feel rushed. It was just an accumulation of finally there was that aha moment. And then he was able to look back over everything that happened and change. So I feel like he, his character was the one that I liked the least and then ended up liking toward the end. I, I would say as a like memorable, like, will I remember all the characters from the drama a year from now. I'm not sure. I don't, again, I feel like my marathon watch might have helped me really go through the end of it. So I'm not, like, her character, I liked her. I didn't dislike her or anything like that. I think this is one of my favorite roles that she's done because she does do the secretary that falls in love or the girl that falls in love Mm -hmm. a lot with no real... It's like, why does she fall for that character? And a lot of times you just don't get it or get her character development. And I think this role, she finally really just kind of submerged into that character. And I really liked it. Um, So I think I'll remember her. But I can see where you're coming. 
Yeah, like, I just think that his redemption arc and his character will probably be the one that I'll remember the most. I'm not sure how, if yeah. I'll remember the rest of them, so, I don't know. I think I'll remember him the best, too, just because he is the defining arc for the entire series. And, I don't know, I got really attached. While I was waiting for the last few episodes to air, I went back and started the drama again because I loved it that much. And I found myself loving the characters from the first episode because they were consistently written and they had the same quirks from beginning to end. And so I like them all. And I think this drama is a much better fit for Beck Jin He, the jugglers was. Jugglers was his, <clears throat> an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very so. one dimensional character mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no character growth, but this is different. So, yeah. This is very different. Well, and it was cool to see her grow too because she had to get a spine and actually fight for what was right. And then this is not a spoiler free review, right? No. <laughs> no. Okay. So after he brings her back and she has no memory, the way he coaches her to become the woman he knows that she can be again, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's so cool. Because you could see that he could see her potential now. And he just, he wanted her to be who she was before when she helped him change. He kind of had to do that with most of the people a little bit here and there because it's like with the and again, this you know, spoilers, whatever. But with the re- compl- final reset, all of them got reset back to the way. That was I was a little bit like, wait, everybody had a lot of character growth, and then yeah. now it's back to mm-hmm. the other where he's the only one that remembers anything. But he was able to kind of pull each one of them in the direction he kicking knew that they could screaming. go. Some of them kicking and <laughs> yeah. screaming, but he did. Yeah, he kind of shortcut their growth and got them to where they needed to be but because he had grown and he could see, he knew all of their potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great writing, honestly. That was just, yeah, that was spectacular. I agree. See, and this is C.L. Kita. I picked up early on that he was going to have a pretty good redemption arc um, because very like it was like the third or fourth episode and she was doing things that she thought was right and he was pointing out how she wasn't really helping anyone so even though he was a complete jerk he was seeing more sides to what was happening than what she was and it it doesn't make him a better person but it did make it to where you were able to see how he could get beyond his jerkiness with a little bit of a shove and a couple of deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked the takeover lady. I mean, you know, she had a good story. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think those two are going to be my most memorable characters because we live in a world where a woman coming up from the bottom and pretty much clawing and you know, stabbing people with stilettos all the way up. It it was really nice to see her arc and how they handled her at the end because I don't think she was really a bad, bad guy. Right. She just mm-hmm. wanted to achieve some goals and be recognized for it. Yeah. Well, and I really enjoyed, like, I loved everyone's final plot spot where they ended up mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that she got to run the company mm-hmm. that was really cool I was like because the young kid isn't mature enough 
you know. And she's and, qualified. And she's mm-hmm. qualified. And it was an awesome thing that she comes in and she's the new, what, CEO or president or whatever of this right. company. And I really enjoyed that they added that in. I didn't think of her character much as like, oh, where is she going to end up? Mm-hmm. But it was very satisfying how they ran that. So I really liked her as well. Um but personally, I really liked the five surprise guy. I don't know what his real name is, but I just know he's part of that group that I got to see live um, and forever will be burned in my memory. <laughs> he's very <laughs> <laughs> He, You know what? They really, they're really pretty. They and are. So, they, all, they all are better <laughs> actors. Than singers. Oh, singers. Yes, yes. So, they right. are such yes. better actors. I'm but sad hard. that they even tried to, <laughs> to make them sing, but um, like a A3 variety show or something. I really feel bad for them. But anyway, yeah. um, but I liked him in that role, and I liked that he just seemed like just a. I know that he didn't handle things particularly well with her. Um, and I still, part of my issue with her is that I just never felt like her reactions were genuine. Like, I don't think that, it, I don't know, like, obviously he was trying to tell her that he liked her and she was so obtuse about it. And then when her, um, you know, I guess it was sort of tongue in cheek though, cause her sister was the, um, web comic light writer, uh, when she, she made up that whole uh, scene and she was like, what, that would never happen. How could she not know that they, they liked her or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. so there was, I guess, some redemption there, but anyway, what I liked about him is just that he, he had her back that whole time mm-hmm. and was, you know, kind of like looking out for her and was really impressed with, with who she was. And then really he was the one that made the ultimate sacrifice because he said, you know, all he wanted was for her to be alive, that he would, it would be fine with him, you know, if he could, if he just knew that she was alive or whatever. And then when they reset, sure enough, he didn't have a love interest with her. He just thought she was, you know, a pretty cool person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I liked him. And I liked how they worked that too, that there wasn't that, oh, second lead, what could have been? Because I I felt like long-term... I still had that, quite frankly. (laughs) Well, I think long-term, I just felt not that... I have conflicted feelings about the romance. However, I felt that they just didn't gel quite right. And so I'm kind of glad that I wasn't like, oh, and this is the happily ever after. Because I'm not sure this is that kind of show where you have your happily ever after. Well, yeah, and I, I didn't, I guess I wish they hadn't even really gone with a romantic line with him because I still think, yeah, sure, he has had an epiphany, blah, blah, blah. But I just don't, I don't think that people change like that long term. So I just can't, I don't know. I just didn't think that they, I don't see them as, you know, riding off into the sunset together. Any of them. I just think, you know, maybe they just be, they could just be good friends or whatever. Which brings okay, so what about the time loop trope? <laughs> I enjoyed the time loop actually a lot more than I thought I was going to. I was very thankful it wasn't just the same day over and over and over again. Because um, that's kind of what I was thinking is they were just going to do Groundhog Day where she had to like have some epiphany or something. Uh, so I was really glad that it was multiple days that time looped 
and actually multiple months. Like mm-hmm. in the end, it time looped like mul- quite a few months back to the start of the time loop experience. And I really liked how they did that. Um, and I especially like how they say time loop. It was very cute. Every time when they said time loop, I'm like, that is just so adorable. And so I like that they used the word time loop. Time loop. Yeah. Just the way they said it with an accent. It was so cute. So I, again, like part of what put me off to it is was like, seriously, she's going to have to deal with her jerky boss every single day over and over and over and over again. I'm like, that sounds like hell. Like, Cause he's not going to change if yeah. she's, if it's resetting and he doesn't remember. But so I really liked that at every point of the story, yes, there were a couple of points in the middle that dragged a little bit, but I felt like when the, the one day was kind of getting tired, then they allowed her to go a couple of days. And then we had another day that looped. And then once that kind of started getting a little bit stale, then they brought him into it and then he remembered and then him messing with their romance and stuff (laughs) of coming and seeking her out. Like that was entertaining. So like each step of the way and then they stopped having it for such a long time. And then when he really needed that final push of like, you just don't get it. Then we had that final time loop, and then we were able to see that final push into the character arcs Well, and I like that the time loop was used to promote character growth. It Mm -hmm. wasn't uh, some, like, trope for romance. It wasn't all this stuff. It was to promote (laughs) character growth through multiple people, and I loved that. So, and I was not expecting it. Yeah, me either, because I was figuring, oh, great, you know, it's going to be like Groundhog Day with 10,000 years passing in the same day. Mm-hmm. And in Groundhog Day, he does use it to forward the romance. But instead, like you said, this is a tool for character growth. It's a, I will say it again and again. This is a genius bit of writing, and I love it. I liked it. I like the time loop, but I'm probably the only one that has kind of fond memories of Groundhog Day <laughs> because I've had to watch it so many bazillion times no, in my life. I like Groundhog and Day. I just don't like it with that boss because that would be very oh, no. hard. Oh, that would be you hard. know the what same I mean? day over and over. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, but I like the time loop trope. I like that a lot. It's, it's new and they mixed it up. And the whole fact that they mixed it up is what kept me interested. I'm like, when are they going to kill him? When are they going to kill him? When's he going to die? Yeah. And I, I liked that. It wasn't quite as um, predictable as it would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same for me. The, the time loop is probably my favorite part of the drama. Um, just when she, when she kept killing him off her. And then when he figured it out on his own and started using it to his own advantage. And I just, I did like that just when I was starting to really kind of lose it, they they kind of flipped it on and had a, a twist that made me pay attention again. So, and I thought they used it really to great effect. Agreed. So, absolutely. how do we like how the side characters were woven into the overall story arc? Um, I know that I've said it before. I loved all the side characters. I love that there was multiple characters having growth and insight into how to happily work with each other. It was definitely an office drama where you had to learn that it's not all about your life and you. That maybe the person sitting next to you is having some really difficult things they're going through. And just to show empathy. 
And I think that's something that a lot of people can take away from this drama is to think of others, not just always your situation. And so I really appreciated that. And so. Wow, that's quite the kumbaya moment there. I was not expecting to have. I go deep. Wow, that is deep. Um, I, I need to go reflect on my day now about, you know, whether or not I appreciated my coworkers. Uh, see, you know, I don't usually like office dramas, but I felt like because of the time loop and all of that, that um, maybe not the most, like, for me, I'm not sure as the most memorable, but I feel like it was part of the characters aren't the most memorable to me later on, I don't think. But the whole and the the way that they were all used as a unit and like the chicken lady shop, I mean, I have affinity for her because of the characters that she's played in the past. But even her character in this, like that she even in the very ending that I think that was the biggest part of his like character arc that stuck out to me is that he realized that he couldn't get there by himself. Like he had to get them to all go through their character changes and growth to be able to complete the task. So it wasn't, he couldn't do it all by himself. They all had to kind of grow and change and, and become a team. And so well, I kind of love that. that he remembered the other people, even after they don't remember his change right right but he remembered all of them he didn't say oh i'm gonna focus on my co-workers here he remembered the experiences he had with other people and it's like okay well we're going to try to fix this we're not going to try to take down anyone these guys were against me but we're going to try to help them and try to help them make better decisions mm -hmm. it wasn't about well we're going to destroy the boss the bad guy right. boss who's doing all these evil things. It's like, well, he saw him through humanity and be like, he's making bad decisions, but that's because he was hurt doing this or we did this wrong. And so now we're going to like try to help others. I don't know. I just love the story. <laughs> it, it touched my heart. Me too. Well, and there were two character growth arcs that really stood out to me. There was the pregnant lady whose name I can never remember. But there was that point where um, Iruda was listening to the pregnant lady talk to her husband on the phone and be like, why am I expected to take care of the kids and pull all of, you know, the nurturing weight as well as have a good job? I have just as much education as you. I took the test to be able to have this job. And why do I have to be the one that leaves and sacrifices to go take care of the kids? Why can't you also do it? And it's just because I've recently entered the working world, I just felt that. And my husband's been fantastic because we've divided. If a kid is sick, we actually decide who's going to stay home with them for the day. And so to see that reflected in the drama, I was just like, yay, I get that. Yeah, no, her character, I definitely, um, the way that they portrayed her and everything, it was very nice. Well, and mm -hmm. usually we don't get that. Usually we see pregnant women in the workplace in Korean dramas treated it in a very negative fashion mm -hmm. or oh she's gonna lose her job she can't do it she can't do this and i think it was kind of a trope flip that right you know people have tough times they can still do their job mm -hmm. you know when she was a very and moms can do a job too yep yeah she was a very important part of that their team yeah like, she was integral to to everything that they accomplished 
And I liked what they did with Mr. Park, too, when he took over after Beck Jensong got busted down mm. to the restaurant. And how he actually ended up being a worse boss. Mm-hmm. And then he recognized it and stepped down and said, never mind, I'm not good at this. I don't want to do this anymore. So I thought that was an interesting way to take his story. I agree. I I agree with you on that. One of the things that I really noticed about this drama was that it really, I want I want to say, the word coming to mind is compartmentalized. Goodness, that was hard to say. But <laughs> it really put everybody in a different box, and we got to see what their box was like. But what really stood out to me was how much the contract workers went through. Mm, yeah. I mean, they were guaranteed, they had been verbally assured that they would have their jobs and they were going to get cut. That No one was going to hold that. They weren't going to hold to that. And they had no power. They had no, no foot to stand on. And I loved how at first no one knew what to do. And then everyone was like, no, we're not going to let this happen. And I think it, it really presented a side that we don't really see every day. But as we are in the workforce that is changing, whether it's in Korea or here, you know, more people's jobs are precarious. Mm-hmm. And we, we saw how they dealt with that to try to shore up their team and not just the ones who were full-time salaried employees. But it was for everybody. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, the side character that that stood out to me the most is the takeover lady. I really loved how we got to see kind of why she is the way she is, and I could completely appreciate it. And I just I loved you know I guess we're giving spoilers, but I just I loved how she ended up. I loved that. He had the opportunity. I was a little worried because when they kind of reset, I thought, oh, no, he, he had his apology and now that's all gone. Um, but clearly they fixed that. So, um, yeah, she was one of my absolute favorites. But just the overall, as all of you have said, is it, it is that idea that they all had to come together. And I think the beauty of this particular drama was that everybody had a story and we really got to see everybody's story and it wasn't really like they were side characters it was you know it was an ensemble kind of situation and i appreciated that so our next question is romance or no romance what do we feel can i just jump in yes Yes. (laughs) because i've been at the end so i'm just gonna say ah no I didn't appreciate the romance. I don't, I just, even at the end, I, I just never warmed up to it. I really felt like uh, they, we didn't need that. It was That's so like, slow. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so slow. I, I wasn't completely sold on it. Can I be the flip side on that? Sure. <laughs> Go for it, Carrie. <laughs> I love the romance because for me, I was watching their body language and it reminded me so much of Reply 97 where they were always in each other's personal space. And, you know, they weren't stealing food like they did in Reply 97, but just always pulling on each other's wrists, standing in each other's personal space, whispering in each other's ears. They were always close and then always turning towards each other. And I said this in our... Um, blog post but just 
they turned towards each other all the time. And her having the romance with um, director Kong felt a little off to me because she knew the right answers to give him because of the time loop. And so she could kind of build the relationship relationship that way but it wasn't sincere whereas constantly going to save Baek Jin Song or tell him to die to save him that was her natural first priority and so I loved the romance I thought it was cool and you compared it to Reply 97 <laughs> I totally <laughs> disagree oh my gosh I totally disagree <laughs> that's fine uh, no. okay so <laughs> <laughs> I I think I, let me let me be the middle ground okay. like okay <laughs> I I feel that his story arc and the redemption arc and the group team thing and all the changes that she did like I honestly feel like as a a boss cuz I mean up until a certain point like if she would have actually liked him I would have been like are you stupid like he would I'm sorry he was just not a nice person and he just was like he he was that boss that you just that you want to kill over and over and over and over again <laughs> in your thoughts and then it all of a sudden starts happening but i just think that that's where the main story was what i liked about it and that i don't even feel because like if anybody watched um chief kim Mm-hmm. where they didn't really like there was kind of a little bit here and there where you thought maybe they might have a romance and then they they didn't do anything with it and they just left it that's what this drama felt like to me like that it was more of like that chief kim where it was like it was really about the group characters and not about the romance so and for me i was in this <laughs> show for the character growth and mm-hmm. for the the humanization of the workplace yeah and so when it comes to the romance, I'm, I was very happy that they did not focus on the romance even towards the end. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel that both characters were at a place where the story ended, that they understood each other. Yeah. And if that developed into a, something more, then it'd be a very mm-hmm. natural development and transition. But it'd be very much a slow burn kind of transition. I don't think that's ever going to be that epic smooch coming right. out of yeah. the blue moment you know you mean it, like a reply 1997 moment <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so yes yeah, so i don't see that happening but i can see them developing into a relationship that is more of a romantic nature because she, she might be the only person that understands him correct so yeah but that doesn't mean you should love him. Like, just because he's not a jerk anymore doesn't mean that, like, he's, like, marriage material. Maybe he That's is all. now. However, I'm saying that I was happy that that wasn't the focus. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the focus of the end. And I was happy that they didn't try to force it into the end. Mm-hmm. That they left it open. So, I was happy with that. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. <laughs> so, what was your favorite scene? See, Okita, do you have a favorite scene? Oh, yes. The first time she killed him on purpose. <laughs> I loved it. She was she was just like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. You've pushed me to this point. Die. <laughs> Die. I loved it. And she I was so it. forceful. She and again, was. that's what I love yes. is this, yeah. character, or this drama made her forceful. Mm. And it's rare that I mm. feel that from her. Mm-hmm. So... 
I mean, you could like feel the wind from her voice as she screamed <laughs> at him to die, and I loved it. Yeah. Again, though, I'm I'm like putting the face of every boss I hated on him <laughs> every time she tells him to die, and it's it's just it's so satisfying. <laughs> what about you, Carrie? What's your favorite scene? Okay, so mine was when Baek Jin Song was trying to run the restaurant by himself after the workers went on strike, and he was dealing with this really unruly customer who, you know, since they were living by the whole customer is always right, was trying to get a discount, and, you know, it just was all falling to pieces. And so Baek Jin Song just, he's taking a deep breath and he's like okay i'm not going to fight back and so he doesn't get on his knees like the customer demanded but instead he takes his glasses off very deliberately and then slaps himself so hard and i was just like wow okay where are we going with this and then the customer leaves because that freaked him out and it would have freaked me out too but then iru da comes in and she just kind of looks at him and he looks at her with his tear-filled eyes and says help me. And right there, I was like, there it is. There's your turning point. And I just, you know, Kanji Kwan, is that his name? The actor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kanji Wan. He just, he pulled me in right there. I was like, okay, that was brilliantly acted. I could feel it. I could feel how he, he was finally humble enough to, to make the changes he needed to make. So that was my favorite part. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I'm so, like, I've, like, I've the whole time been stalling trying to figure out a favorite scene. Like, I wow. think... I, <laughs> I think when he starts remembering and then he starts sabotaging everything that she's like for her <laughs> well because i mean again, i really enjoyed every time he died so if, if, let's just put that out there those are my favorite scenes is when he just died over and over and well, over again and i liked that he was like a little kid just starting to be aware that <laughs> you know that there was life outside of his own little existence. Yeah. But he he was so immature with how he dealt mm-hmm. with it. So just showing up and like annoying like, people they until they wish him to die. Why does, she knows he's going to show up. Why doesn't she go somewhere else besides yeah. the amusing park? But I think she did start doing that. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, for me, my favorite moment was actually... Oh, I'm horrible with names. The leading girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, mm-hmm. When she got on above with those papers and threw them oh, down I the first like time. I did like that scene a lot. It's yes. like, yes, you go. You're awesome. And I needed, like, woman power mm. theme music to be blasting out. It was just such a satisfying moment. And when she recreated that yeah, the second time, it was just as satisfying. I was, it was her breaking free from all of these horrible limitations that the work situation gives you. Mm-hmm. And it was so satisfying. And so I really enjoyed the moment and the moment it happened again. Mm-hmm. So. And um, for me, it was, I had, a, I had several, but I think it was the, um, the takeover lady at the very end when we kind of, see it all come together and I was surprised by what happened so mm. I'm not going to give too much away I, mean, I know we've kind of spoiled but um, <laughs> I already spoiled sorry <laughs> pretty much spoiled that but um, I because I was surprised by it it was 
very pleasant to me to, to see that happen. I thought, all right, cool. So it was a good scene. Okay, so were we satisfied with the ending? Yeah, I was very satisfied with the ending. I loved how I saw all my various characters that I had learned to be emotionally attached to, how they got their, well, in their own way, they're happy ever after. I especially liked how the second lead guy got to have dinner with his father and his uncle and his grandfather. And that moment there was so emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, that's what family is about. At the end of the day, you put your differences away, and you come back. <laughs> Sorry, she's <laughs> waxing poetic over here. I am waxing poetic. I have so many feelings. Kumbaya, dude, it was a kumbaya moment. I do, I agree. Like, I, I kind of like even because... like I didn't cry, but I teared up a little. You know, it was just like oh, after she has her trauma after the final reset and they were all sitting or before the final reset and they're all sitting there and they say their wishes of like what they would want mm-hmm. it kind of showed his true feelings that his didn't have anything to do with her and that it was that he wanted to be with his family which was fine like that's who mm-hmm. he was and where he was as a person yeah. but he his family is what he really wanted to be connected to but each one of them whatever they said that they wanted at the end they got it so it was really sweet that he got his little dinner with his family and And sure you were kind of expecting it at that point but it didn't diminish the experience yes and so i liked it and yes i would recommend (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh go ahead oh no 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 i'm well, I'm going to admit, I, speak I just bit. read your, your thing. <laughs> and I'm okay with the ending. It's not going on my favorites list, but it was an enjoyable watch. I, I was not as impressed with this drama as everybody else was. I was like, okay, that, that was a good, a good marathon my first week out of school. But it, it really, it, I'm probably not going to remember that I watched this one, to be honest. I'll remind you. (laughs) (laughs) She'll pull up this podcast. (laughs) I have a feeling that K-Dramas Jen's going to be like, remember five years ago when you guys made me watch that in a weekend? (laughs) (laughs) To do a podcast. Or I'll be like, hey, Amber, it's Reply 1997. Oh, wait, no, no, it feels good to die. It was one aspect of it. You're never living that down. Ever. I never live anything down. (laughs) Ever. It's going in the vault. We love it. It's right up there with airs, apparently. (laughs) I don't know. No, this isn't as bad as airs. Airs airs is like the ultimate. (laughs) So that is the ultimate. I would say I'm satisfied with the ending. I think I agree with everything that the KMU said. Um, I would suggest it to somebody who's wanting a fun binge watch of something where it doesn't have to they're really not worried about romance but they just want something that's fun and enjoyable that's what i would say about it yeah Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so so for me okay i'm just gonna say i didn't love it from begin to end but i did really enjoy the first few episodes when i kept dying and then we kind of hit that lull um and then 
I don't know. Apparently I'm contrarian or something because the minute that I told all of you, I'm done. I'm not watching it anymore. I started to watch it. Like I just binged the rest of it. So it was almost like once I, I didn't have to watch it, then I enjoyed it again. So, um, now we could say that that's because that's when the plot picked up, mm. blah, blah, blah. But I, <laughs> that's the reason. So, um, but I did, yeah, I, I, like I said, I wish they had kind of left out that romantic element, but um, I think that the, it was a great redemption arc story. Mm. So I would definitely say that uh, it's, it's worth it to watch it. Absolutely. And I was 99% satisfied with the ending. It is a great redemption arc. I, I told she her, wanted I to kiss. Mm. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> I was so frustrated. <laughs> anyway, but it's kind of, in a way, it reminds me of Pride and Prejudice. Just the buildup. Because he was very arrogant. And that was probably his defining characteristic and why he came off as a jerk. And oh, everything. he was a jerk. So, I don't um, think it yeah, was. He was just totally arrogant. Arrogant. He had his own way of thinking of right and wrong and what was best for mm. people. And he needed to like have that smashed into pieces so he could realize, no, the way that I think is actually hurting people. Like Yeah, well and Exactly. Uh, Jenny and I discussed this as kinda like he had really bad EQ. Yeah. Like he just oh, couldn't yeah. he didn't get it and and it's several times he's like oh this is how they feel right you yeah. know he just didn't get it he mm-hmm. wasn't trying to destroy people's lives he just didn't get it but yeah. and that's why i think the darcy comparison is fair because in pride and prejudice the reason that so many bad things happened to liza bennett's family is because darcy thought he was right that's true. So maybe it's just I didn't swoon as much with this character as I did with Darcy, so that I just don't connect as well. <laughs> Does he need to go swimming? <laughs> maybe, maybe he needs to go swimming in a see-through shirt. I want to see that. I think so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all... He is not somebody that I would care yeah, to see. Probably. I mean, not that he's bad. He just—he's never been a leading man that I've not crazy about yeah so, i like hey. him in comedies i hey. think he does comedy well but <laughs> anywho <laughs> thanks for joining us for this episode feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast we read every blog comment and facebook comment they're also great places to leave suggestions for our future topics we love to hear from our readers and listeners We'd also love it if you could leave a rating and a review for us on Apple Podcast. It's a great way to let other people know just how fun we are and definitely not part of our ultimate plan to take over the world. Don't forget that we have exclusive content available through Patreon. Come join us for extras from podcasts that ran too long and our once a month Patreon exclusives. We'll include the link in our show notes. Also, we want to recommend the Certified Nunas. They have a new podcast, so go ahead and check them out. We'll put the link in our show notes. Thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.